Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you, to be able to celebrate all that God is doing and continues to do in his church, in this community in particular, that we get to be a part of what God is calling us to do, that we get to be a part of God's kingdom building work. And so whether you are joining us online or in person, we are excited that you are here with us today to spend a portion of your day in celebration and in worship of God so that we can be the people that God wants us to be, so that we can go into the world and make a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. If you're new here, I just want to say you're welcome here. We are excited that you are with us. We're excited because we recognize that, that we need Jesus and, and our hope is uh, that you will, will be a part of our growth in grace, that uh, you'll come to know pretty quick that we're not perfect, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus. And so we want to invite you into relationship with us, into relationship with Jesus, so that together we can grow in grace, that together we can be made more and more like Jesus, so that we can be for the world, the people that we know Jesus wants us to be, so that we can love people where they are, so that we can take next steps toward Jesus, so that we can grow in that relationship and make a difference for Jesus. Uh, I, don't, I hope that you have all had a great Easter last Sunday, Easter Sunday, a significant moment in the life of the church. Uh, I love Easter because we get to talk about resurrection and it's so good. Uh, I don't know about you though, uh, Easter to me seems like it's like Easter and then it's over. And, and, and I don't like that. Because, uh, you know, after, after Christmas, you have a few days where the Christmas decorations are still up and there's still noise around the house and, and things are still going on because all of us should be keeping our Christmas lights up until Epiphany. If you don't know what that is, I'll tell you later. It's okay. Uh, but it's this opportunity at Christmas to keep the party going, to keep celebrating the gift of Jesus into our lives. And, and then Easter rolls around and we have Easter Sunday. Yay! You know, Lent, not so, not so exciting because we're we're thinking about our sin and we want to be more like Jesus. And then we have Easter, which is amazing. And then it's over. It's over. And we go back to life as if it was normal again, as, as if nothing changed. And, and, and for me, I'm like, whoa, we need, we need to pump the brakes on that because everything has changed because of Easter. And we want to celebrate Easter each and every moment of each and every day. And so what does that look like? How do we, how do, we do that? How can we live into that celebration of Easter? What does it even look like to live like Easter matters to us? How, how do we live into the hope and the promise of Easter? How do we live into the way that Jesus is calling us to live? And for me, I, I, I want to know how I'm doing. Like, am I, am I, am I, am I being Eastery enough in my life? Do people notice Jesus in me enough? Um, I, I think it's because I really love achievement. Achievement makes my life go round. That, that's, that, it's just how I'm wired. Maybe not all of you are wired this way, but if I can check a box off, 
It makes me super happy. If I can say, hey, I have been successful and I have accomplished a task, that makes me very joyful. I feel like I have done something worthwhile that even if it wasn't very worthwhile to do, I feel like I've done something worthwhile. And this is because of how I grew up uh, and I get that, but uh, it's, it's a, a deep part of who I am. Uh, when I was in seminary, I, w- I took this one class and it was, I didn't, I didn't have a choice. I had to take this class. Uh, and it was so difficult for me because there were two grades in the class. The first grade was participation. 10% of my grade, that's it, 10% was participation. It was an online class, so I had to put in my, my comments and, and all of the things that I needed to do for my 10%. 90% of the grade came from the final paper. So I had a full semester of all I had to do was to work on this final project. And it was awful. There were no benchmarks. There was no achievement list. There was no way I could say, hey, I have done something, something significant. No check boxes that I could do. It was just constant work on the same task that didn't seem like it was ever going to end. And that drove me crazy. I remember I, came, I was in the basement. This was back when I was in St. Louis. I had a basement in my house, and that's where my office was. I came upstairs. It was the middle of winter, and I was so frustrated because I didn't feel like I have a, had achieved anything that I decided, you know what, this is a great time to fix the back door. The sliding glass door had been sticking a little bit, and I was going to fix it. So I pulled the, the door off of the track so that I could work on the door and fix it so that I could accomplish something, anything to make it feel like, hey, I have done something worthwhile. Uh, It was awful because it was the dead of winter and my kids were freezing because I had the door off. But when I finished it and I stuck that door back up and it slid just like butter, I was like, yes, I have done, yay, accomplishment. Now, maybe for you, accomplishment isn't what you strive for. Achievement doesn't drive you, but for all of us, it's good to know where we are in our task list, in our ability to, to live out the calling that God has placed on our lives. It would be good to know if we are achieving what Jesus wants us to. It would be good to, to have a scoreboard, to have some way to say, hey, a- a- am I doing okay at this? And, and it can be really difficult when we think about Jesus, because, because we don't know all of the tasks that Jesus has for us. And, and so I remember when I went through ordination, in order to be ordained in the United Methodist Church, you have to go through a, a vetting process. And it's long, it's multiple years, and you have to go before this group called the Board of Ordained Ministry. And when I was, when I was in the process one of the questions they ask is, how have you borne fruit? Only in the church do we ask a question that way. Really, it's a question that says, hey, how are you doing in ministry? Are you being successful in ministry? And I struggled with that because to me, that question said, have you led anyone to Jesus? And I had, at that point in my life, I hadn't had a conversation with somebody where I was able to tell them, hey, this is who Jesus is. And they said, wow, I want that. 
Can you tell me more about Jesus? I want my, my whole life is going to change because of what you just said, right? I, I was confused about what it meant. I, I, I wanted it to be something simple. I wanted to be able to know what it was. And, and when I was talking to the Board of Ordained Ministry, they said, how have you borne fruit? And I talked to a friend of mine. I was like, hey, how, you know, how, have you seen that I have borne any fruit? And he was like, Steve, first, quit being dumb. Uh, second, absolutely. Here's, here's what they're asking. They're not saying, have you led anybody to a conversion moment? Conversion is Jesus' job. It's not your job. The, the question is, how are you doing in ministry? And, and you're, at that point in time, I was in student ministry, and, and I had led students into a deeper relationship with Christ. We had a small group of guys. I would barbecue things, and we would get together and talk about Jesus. They were high school students that would take time out of their day to come to church to be a part of a small group. And, and, and he was like, hey, there's one. You are bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. You you have led others into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ because you have taught Sunday school classes. You've taught disciple classes. You have grown people in their faith because you have loved on them and nurtured them. You have made an impact in God's kingdom because you have been the person that God has called you to be. And you have made a difference in your workplace because at this point I was still working at Pfizer You've made a difference in your workplace by being a representative for Jesus Christ even there in the middle of the work that you're doing. And and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Now I see what I was looking for. What I was looking at was was incorrect. I, I wanted some kind of a scoreboard. I need maybe some kind of a scoreboard. I need it to be simple. I need some kind of a scoreboard that says Steve one, devil zero. Uh, honestly, for me at that point in my life, it was Steve one, devil 9,672. And I was still working to overcome some of that. Uh, good thing for Jesus, because we don't have to overcome that because he already has overcome that for us, but the problem for me is that at best I was confused by the idea of bearing fruit. And at worst, it could be one of those things that we become complacent because it looks like it's too much and we just don't understand it. We just don't understand what that can mean. So, how can we live into this resurrection life that Jesus promises? How can we? How can we celebrate resurrection every day by being a part of the kingdom-building activity that Jesus has in mind for us? Uh, Eugene Peterson wrote a version of uh, it's it's a uh, a version of the Bible where he takes it and puts it in very modern language. It's called the Message. Um, in Romans eight fifteen and sixteen, he says it this way. This resurrection life you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father and children. Friends, this is the idea of one. This message series that we are on for the next few weeks, this vision that we have at Cassidy, this is the whole 
idea behind one. One is what we are going to be looking at for the next year and maybe for the next multiple years. One is our vision. One is our relentless pursuit of the growing of the kingdom of God in Christian County. Unapologetic, we are going to pursue relentlessly the growing of God's church in Christian County. And, and, and the question that, that we can have is, why one? What does one really mean? What is one all about? Uh, and we're going we're gonna, to, for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about different aspects of it. But the idea comes from a conversation Jesus had um, when he was surrounded by sinners and tax collectors and the religious elite were kind of judging him for who he was hanging out with. Luke uh, writes in, in his gospel, the gospels are simply the stories of Jesus' earthly ministry, his life, his death, and his resurrection. And Luke uh, comes along as one uh, that collects the stories of the apostles and puts it into order. And Luke, in the 15th chapter, records this scenario. He says this, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. This is a great moment in in the kingdom work of Jesus, because there are people that are far from God that have come to hear the truth of the message of Jesus, the truth of who Jesus is and and the gift that Jesus is offering. But the Pharisees, these are the religious elite and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. I don't know if you've ever been around a mutterer. I'm afraid sometimes that I'm a mutterer where I, I talk under my breath when I'm unhappy with, with a scenario or with someone. Well, they really shouldn't ought to have done that, right? That, that's exactly what's going on with these teachers of the law, with these Pharisees, with the religious elite of the day. They're saying, well, this man eats with sinners and, and, and what in the world is going on with him? And so Jesus tells them a parable. Jesus tells them a story that illustrates what they are doing wrong, but the way that it illustrates us inspires us to act. It says this, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Doesn't he go off and look for the one sheep? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. Ah, look what I found. I found my lost sheep. You should come celebrate with me that I have found the one sheep that was lost. Jesus continues, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over the sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Uh, Jesus is saying, hey, there is more rejoicing in heaven over the lost being found than over the ones that are, have always been there. One means seeking and serving the lost. One means going into the world to make a difference on behalf of Jesus. One is our scoreboard 
One is our scoreboard on how we're doing. When you leave the sanctuary, there's a board on the wall. You may have seen it on Easter Sunday if you had the ability to come here. It says one, and it was all lit up with all of the light bulbs that are doing it. For us, one is going to be our scoreboard on how we are doing. Are we accomplishing the work that God has given us to build the kingdom right here in Christian County as Cassidy Church? Are we making those bold steps and statements to say we are building God's kingdom right here and right now? Are we able to see it? One is going to be uh, the ability to track that. Uh, I don't know if you remember like when, when you were a little kid. For me, when I was in elementary school, uh, we had reading programs, and the reading program was this. You would read a certain amount of books over the year, and, and there was the, the, the thermometer that showed how you were doing. And the teacher would color in when you finished your book. Uh, and it would show you how well you are doing at your reading program. And, and I wanted something like that for us here uh, to know if we're being faithful to the building of God's kingdom. I wanted something like that to demonstrate that we were we were doing what Jesus wanted us to do. And so we're going to light a light bulb in that one sign for some things that happen. First, if you are baptized into the church, you become a part of the church through baptism. That's a light bulb. We're going to have a baptism today in each service, and that's going to be a light bulb. They get a light bulb up on the board. If you join the church, if you say, hey, I want to be a part of what God is doing right here in Cassidy Church, and I want to stand before the community and say, I'm in it with you and you are in it with me and together we're going to do this. That's a light bulb. If you have a faith statement, maybe you grew up in the church and you walked away uh, from the church and, and now you're saying, hey, I want to come back because Jesus has a hold on me. Or you've been coming to church your whole life, but you have just now realized that Jesus is talking to you specifically. That's a faith statement. Let us know that's a light bulb. If you have a growth statement, you say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a Bible study. I've never gone to a Bible study in my entire life. I'm going to go to a Bible study. I, I've never led a Bible study my entire life. I'm going to lead a Bible study. That is a growth statement. Tell us about it. We're going to have a light bulb. Uh, volunteer commitment. You say, I'm going to serve the church for a year. Uh, I, I'm, that doesn't mean 52 weeks I'm going to be in service. That means Maybe once every month, I'm going to serve in children's or youth or coming on Wednesday nights or going to Care to Learn or least of these. I'm going to commit to a year of service. That's a light bulb. Generosity is a part of this. If we give a thousand dollars, not if, when we give a thousand dollars to least of these and a thousand or a thousand dollars to care to learn our two primary outward ministries here at Cassidy, that's going to be a light bulb. When we give a hundred sandwiches every fifth Sunday is PB&J Sunday. We, we come together as a church in between the services. We pack 100 sandwiches uh, and lunch bags. Uh, 100 uh, lunch bags or sandwiches that are provided then to the Veterans Coming Home Center in downtown, uh, downtown Springfield or to the Youth Center, that's going to be a light bulb. 
Uh, I just put this one in for fun in case anybody wants to pay $100,000 off on the building fund. That will be a light bulb. And we want our kids and our youth to be involved in this too. And so if they invite five friends to be a part of Vacation Bible School or Sunday mornings, we're going to keep track of who they bring over the course of the year so that they can be a part of this. All of this, all of this is so that we can seek and serve that which is lost. It is our relentless pursuit of the kingdom building work in Christian County that we are called to do. All of this is a scoreboard so that we can see that we are building the kingdom of God. And so I want to invite you specifically at this time, maybe you're not ready to take a step in any of those directions, but specifically at this time, I want to invite you to join me and the rest of the staff. Here's what we're going to do. Every single day, every single day, we're going to pray for the one. For one, the, the vision that we have here. What, is it, what does it look like? What does it mean? Now, over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to talk about uh, how we're going to uh, be outwardly focused, how we're going to do some of this in mission and in service. But for today, join me every single day. For the next 52 weeks, every single day. So next Easter, we're going to celebrate. But for the next year, every day, praying for the one. The staff, when we get together on uh, Mondays for our staff meeting, we're going to pray physically for one and for all the mission and ministry opportunities that we have. Uh, We want you to partner with us. And we want you to be the church because Jesus says, hey, The 99, I leave them on the hill where they can graze and grow and continue to be nourished and fed. And that's us, friends. We are the 99 that are able to grow and be nourished so that we can live together and be prepared to welcome the one, the one that is going to come in, the one that God is calling out to you, the one that we bring, the one that we invite, the one that we do life with that says, finally, I want to know more about that Jesus. Tell me how Jesus has changed your life because I need something desperately to go on in mine. This, friends, this is what one is all about. And my hope, my hope is that in the next year uh, that we are able to light all 100 of those light bulbs and say that we have, have done a great mission work for the kingdom of God, that we have been faithful to our king in serving him. And maybe in six weeks, we have a hundred light bulbs lit and I'm sitting here going, uh, my vision was far too small for you, God. And, And I give you thanks and praise for that. But maybe it takes us a year, but however long it takes, that is going to be an opportunity for us to be able to say, we are part of the kingdom building work here at Cassidy that God is doing in Christian County that we can make a difference for now and for all time for the building of God's kingdom. Let's pray. Holy One, we give you thanks and praise for the gift you give us in Jesus, for resurrection and for the hope we have in you. God, help us to be more like Jesus in everything we do so that we can be for the world, the people called Christians, so that we can stand firm in our faith, so that we can love people where they are, 
and share with them the God of resurrection, the hope of the world that is Jesus Christ so that we can grow your kingdom in this place right here and right now. We pray this together in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of us agreed and said, amen.